0: Hey, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Cave of Swords. They are a St. Louis band made up of Sonata, Kevin, and Eric, whose music was described by the Riverfront Times as hypnotic loops, spy movie guitar licks, and heavy dose of chilled out ambiance. Well, hi, guys. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Thank you for. I loved that from Riverfront Times because I was like, "How would you describe their music?" I'm like, "That person did an excellent job." Do you like it? Is it good with you?
1: Uh, Riverfront Times, like we've been in this different category every time we've been uh, nominated for them, and so every time we see a different review, it's a completely—it's like they listen to a different song, and so it's
0: really. So, what categories have you been in?
1: Indie pop, uh, rock.
2: Experimental. Experimental. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That. I think that might have been it. I think it was just those four.
0: But it does and have I think sort of new.
1: New, yeah. We new. New <laughs> and then this yeah. would be
0: new. We, we don't know what else to call it right. at
1: this yeah. point. Right. There's the category for, for you. Yeah. We
2: were in dance one year
1: also. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah, what song something. was that? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, <who laughs> they don't tell they us to? what <laughs> they listen to. Oh, that's okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm happy for people to hear many different things when they listen to us.
0: Well, and so that, but that shows a lot about your artistry, right? Is that you're willing to try different things. Absolutely. It makes it fun. We, I, I don't
2: think that we are formulaic.
0: <laughs> All right. I like, ooh, nice word. Nice use of the word formulaic. I've got lots of words. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness, because this is a podcast and we're going to talk a lot. Need a couple at least. <laughs> so how did you guys come about? Who started this thing? Who said, let's start a band?
1: Uh, I was, um, DJing for a long time and decided to actually start a band, and so I had a bunch of stuff I had been working on, little snippets of stuff, and I gave a CD to Senyata, and I also tried to give one to Eric, but his dad never gave it to him.
0: (laughs) Why Uh, not, Eric? What's up with dad?
1: Why not, indeed? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't know what
3: happened. I I just never got it. Um, and, uh, so... But luckily, it came back around. So, so
0: you had to yeah. circumvent Dad to yeah. get to Eric. It took a couple of years, I believe.
3: Uh, yeah, a couple, maybe. Mm-hmm.
1: But then yeah, one or two, we snagged him eventually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so then from there, you're like, let's make a CD. Or so Kevin handed me
2: a uh, yeah a, a compilation of a bunch of uh, things he had been working on, and I was currently mixing a record. Uh, down with my old band. And so I didn't really have the time to concentrate on it, but it was gorgeous. And so for me, uh, you know, my my take was that as soon as I had some time, I would love to collaborate. Um, and we thought it would just be a recording project. Um, but shortly after uh, that band had uh, completed that record and put it out, we decided to part ways. and uh, And I decided that that I probably had more time to dedicate to, uh, to Kevin's project. And, um, and that, uh, so we went full in and, uh, and then we decided that maybe it was better that we, that we take it further than just be a recording project. And, uh, we played shows for a little while as a two piece. And we had a couple of people float in and out, um, uh, guys that I had played with in my previous, uh, bands. And then, uh, and then we started having Eric over um, to play with us, and he started coming to shows and things. And then we, uh, then Kevin told him the story about the CD that never landed with him, and and uh, we've been together ever since.
0: Very cool. So how long have you been together?
1: Six
3: years, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. The band, I think it's 2010 or 11.
2: That, oh, sounds, uh, that sounds about 11, right. Six. It's more than
3: six years. It is.
0: <laughs> yes, you've been together that long. You guys must get along then. <clears throat> yeah. ah. We travel well together. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So tell me about traveling. Where have you been and who have you guys played with and what has that experience been like? I, you know, I mean, as a person that has never been in a band. You know, we, we, we romanticize this, right? So we think, <laughs> "Oh, how cool it must be." But then it seems like every time I talk to band people, they're like, "Yeah, it's, you know, it's not as much fun sometimes because there's a lot of downtime."
1: I mean, yeah, downtime yeah.
0: downtime is good,
2: but it's you, what
1: you make it. I mean, just like anything else. You know, you can you're either going to have a good time or you, and get everything done, or you're going to go out and everything's going to be a burden. So
2: yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of just a matter of the your outlook when you yeah. when you hit the road. Um, we we've toured around the United States an awful lot, and um, we usually play at small and medium sized venues, but we've also played some really nice larger venues and some really cool festivals, and we've played. Uh, art museums, we've played uh, rooftops, we've played...
1: Played an airplane hanger. An airplane Ooh. hanger.
0: We Where played, was that uh, at? That sounds kind
1: of cool. On, on the roof of the city museum.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that one That one uh, cool thing we did that was like on the river, um, it was like a weird old uh, little curved amphitheater thing. It was like a um, benefit for somebody from my...
2: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we've played in a. Oh man, I I don't know. We listed yeah. it all out recently and forgot a, a good one, yeah. which came up in in a, a, a email that I saw, but I don't remember. We've yeah, we've played uh, we've played festivals with the Flaming Lips. Oh, um, cool!
0: We've done some really fun stuff. Uh,
2: we've been really lucky to be uh, well received across the country. Yeah.
0: Have you ever been starstruck by anybody you met?
3: Hmm. No, I
0: guess not. You're looking <laughs> like, eh, not really. I mean,
3: nothing's popping out, People
0: are pretty amazing.
2: Um, those who found success are sometimes more amazing than those who haven't.
0: But do you kind of want to know, like, how did you get there? <laughs> what happened? What was the thing? You yeah, know but what how I mean?
2: much time do you have with with very successful people to ask those really good questions? Uh, you know, if if you're just Playing a show with them, you might have you know the time, like a beer's worth of time, you know, to talk sure. with them. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to go
0: deep in certain environments. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or Do you guys, just
3: don't even think about it in the moment? Like it's you're just hanging out. You're just hanging. Yeah.
0: It's like well, it's the downtime, right? Mm-hmm. It's that time you need to kind of that space you need before you get on the road to the next place. <laughs>
1: And also just trying to chill out when you don't have you know, hundreds of people in front of you. It's just like, okay, there's three of us. Let's just, what did you do yesterday? Uh, yeah, chill out well, when you can. You know sure. what
2: we uh, did because we were all in a van together. Yeah. <laughs> Can't hide from
0: each other. It
2: is nice to take a walk when you get somewhere and, and just be alone for a moment.
0: Right, right. I can imagine. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Cave of Swords. And we are back with Cave of Swords. So tell me about your music. Tell me about it. What are your favorite songs right now?
3: Ooh,
2: <clears throat> we're working on. Well, we're close to completing our next record, so we have a lot of favorites right now. I'm stoked
3: on this new record. Yeah, For sure.
2: What's um, coming?
0: Tell us. Tantalize us.
1: It's. It's going to sound way less. Um, I think way less of a, of a shoegaze sounding record, which I think people tried to hang that mantle on us last time. Definitely. Um,
0: But what kind of record?
1: Like, just shoegaze, like My Bloody Valentine or, like, Slow Dive or Lush or, you know. um, Just because there was a lot, there were tons of reverb and stuff on a lot of the guitars. And this time, there's a lot more synths and drum machines.
2: Well, there have been drum machines on every record. Yeah.
1: But I tried to hide them so they sounded like (laughs) real drums. This time, it sounds like drum machines.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, really excited uh, about the lyrics on this record. Um, there's been a whole lot to chew on the last couple of years and uh, um, half of it half of the record lyrically is um, really deals with um, the destructive outcomes of unbridled greed and capitalism uh and our uh, our dependence on social media, uh, and our uh, how it's shaping our psyche as a people, and then the other half of it is uh, dealing with uh, the lo- My loss of my father, which happened almost two years ago, um, now, and so there's sort of two separate uh, uh, waves uh, or movements for this record, and uh, I feel like I got. A lot closer to truths than I have previously in my lyrics, um specifically, I think I used to feel that if I was honest with the way that I felt about the broader world um that it would come off real ham fisted um I was afraid that uh that these truths would would feel really blunt um and I think I just dedicated enough time to get the delicacy across, um, and I and I feel like I put enough time to really use unusual language so that people can hear these truths in a fresh way. Um, and I know that I feel um, moved by my own lyrics this time uh, out, which not to say that I haven't in the past, but. But I think that there's a lot more clarity and confidence uh, in in the way that I view the world.
0: That, what you just said, makes me so want to hear this album. <laughs> yeah. That was that was beautiful. I mean, you know, because I think, and I understand what you're saying, because there's times where I want to lash out a little bit about things going on. It pisses me off, you know, I want to be like, about it. But I have to step back and say, okay, what does this really mean? And the bigger... Bigger scheme of things. Like what's really happening right now? And I and I, I think it's awesome that you guys have addressed it. So you write most of the lyrics or all you mm-hmm. write all the lyrics. Okay. And then Kevin and Eric, you guys are music people. You do the
1: uh, all three of us are this time around. Okay. It's been pretty collaborative for sure. for sure.
3: Yeah, this record, um I was able to I think this is the most I've been able to do on this record, actually. But it's it's just largely just, I don't know, creating patches on some of the more easily affordable keyboards synths and stuff. And, You've um,
2: contributed a lot to this And part. some
3: piano parts too. Yeah, it's um, so it's it's definitely more fulfilling to be able to hear more of my stuff personally. On That's Eric,
2: by the way. Oh,
0: that was Eric. You. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank Kevin, you. do you have anything to say about this upcoming album? Because it sounds pretty special.
1: Um, yeah, I like that Senyata's talking about like loss and like the end of the world and if you don't know that and listen to them sometimes it's it just sounds like dance songs and it sounds pretty and uplifting and then when you start to actually figure out what she's saying you're like oh okay (laughs) yeah it's great I like it it's a little heavier it's what did somebody say it's a good music to feel bad to yeah
0: Uh, oh I love it (laughs) but I mean but it's it's also a great way to chant like For people that listeners of Mm -hmm. this music, my guess is, and then this is how I do when I'm listening to music, I think about this that it's nice to be able to channel my whatever through music. I mean, to sing through with it, you know, and I'm not a singer, so I would just be singing in my car with nobody listening. (laughs) Um, But to sing through it and just kind of let it out that way is a far more healthier way to do things, correct? I feel that way. Yeah. I definitely cried a whole
2: lot to uh to certain lyrics uh a year ago, <laughs> a half a year ago. To
1: yours? Yeah, to oh, my yeah. own. No, I no mean, doubt. I know
2: you're not supposed to feel that way about your own art, but uh...
0: oh, I think <laughs> Enjoy you should. Your own art. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I mean... think you should feel that way about your I think that's a good thought. Like it's like, eh, I just slapped something down and sang it," you know. No. I I
2: you know music is really important and and uh, a lot of a lot of my friends and uh, colleagues don't uh, don't listen to the lyrics a whole lot um but for me, they're primary um, I consider music a, a a beautiful and wonderful way to to get people to listen to concepts and poetry and uh, and it can change your life. You know, having new ideas and, and fresh ways of looking at things can change and open up your life. And uh, and it can help you birth yourself into new things. So uh, that's that's what this record has been for me.
0: I love it. Do you guys have anything to add to it?
1: It's pretty good. She she did it.
0: Yeah. All right, well we will take another quick break and we will be right back. And we are back with Cave of Swords. Okay, it's question time, guys. Ready? Yes. I mean here's what's so weird. You just talked about how you wrote these lyrics and it took you a while to not cry. And that was gonna be one of my questions <laughs> for you. Like because I mean there are songs that I to this day cannot sing without I just oh, here I go. I'm gonna cry up a storm. So some of your songs that are so emotional. How do you get through this song singing it from the stage? How do you get through it without crying?
2: Uh, well, sobriety has helped me not cry during songs and, um, uh, I try, hope and
1: you're playing instruments and it's, if you're crying, you can't see the keys. It's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tears in your eyes. It's hard to get to the bass strings.
2: I don't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think on, I think when you're in a live situation, it, I have not had a problem with crying on stage. It's
0: <laughs> I'm okay happy to gotcha. report. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I always wonder that because I'm like, how can they sing this without falling? I mean, I did fall falling. When my brother,
2: the last time we, pl- the, we played a song recently, um, it was the first time we played it live, and my brother was there, and it was a song for our father. And I did almost lose it at I that bet. show, mm-hmm. yeah. um, at the Firebird. Um, recently, but uh, but I, I I got through it with, with just a vocal cracking yeah. <laughs> instead of a full on
1: <laughs> weeping on stage. Yeah, weeping yeah, you know,
0: just like the you are The, a key
2: the, the you're really crying. messy cry right, right. did yeah, not yeah. happen. That's a good <laughs> thing. Ugly I'm cry
1: guessing. sorry we have to
0: leave. We're done. So why Sigil? That's the name of one of your your albums. Why Sigil?
1: Um. And am I saying it right? It's sigils. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that was from, we took it from a William Gibson book, but it was about the idea that there are all these, I don't know, like signs kind of just placed out in the open that tell you who controls the world. And they've been there for so long that you don't see them for what they actually are. And so I think we were trying to address that.
2: Oh, cool. Sigils are, yeah, they're symbols that, that show us uh sort of a a power and a and a uh like a like a lot of power and so uh when you see these things you know they 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 they, they fade to the background when you you know when you pick up your deodorant you don't notice that it's uh that, that on the back of it, there's a symbol. And that symbol is going to be on a lot of the things that you spend your money on, that you, and and money symbolizes all the time.
1: I mean, your, your existence. Your yep. existence, yeah. the,
2: the time that you spend in this world. And so when you use your purchasing dollars and those symbols are on the backs of all these things, you're literally giving your life force to these corporations or these Uh, Or these governments or, you know, and so to be aware of, of, of that structure that is in front of us and visible to us all the time, but so common that we don't see it any longer. Uh, This is the awakening, you know, to notice these symbols. It's a call to, it's a call to become alive to the world around us.
0: Which we're here, we're there now. I mean, don't you feel like that's this time? Yes. I really do. Ooh, that is I, I want to hang out with you guys more. That you're we're we're on the same, yeah. So, um when it comes to okay, so we were talking about like 12 and 13 is when you kind of wake up, right? Hmm. So the kind of music you're really really going to love. What what was it for you guys? What was the song or the band that you just went That's it.
1: Um I don't know. Like I, I there was a lot of stuff thrust upon me just from family and friends that I never, that I heard, but was like, oh, okay, that's just classic rock or that's just yeah. certain R and B or whatever.
3: I, I think definitely, yeah, I definitely grew up in a Casey household.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For oh, sure. Okay. Um, and, but like, with like a heavy R and B side dish in my house. Um, <laughs> but I think like the first music that, I, that occurred to me as kind of my own was probably stuff like spiritualized and stereo lab. Um, where I heard it and was like, oh, that, that's the music that I want to hear. That's the, and then, yeah. And then that grew into more like dance music and different electronic stuff. And yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Grown up around that age, um, whenever I had, you know, summers off of school and stuff, we had old channels that just showed all electronic and dance music. It was the mid nineties and there was a lot of really great stuff coming out. Like, George Michael put stuff out in the mid-90s, and, um, I don't know, just they showed a lot of international electronic and dance acts. It was cool.
2: Cool. I think for me, um, I had an older brother, so he was, like, a big influence, and he was super into, uh, you know, rock and hair metal and uh, and and heavy metal or whatever. Um, I remember... Uh, at that age, and I'm sure a lot of this will sort of smear together. Um, but I remember listening to a lot of his music, which is why I picked up instruments in the first place too, because he would lay them down and I'd go and grab them because I wanted to be like him. Um, but I remember listening to uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and there's a song called uh, Killer of Giants, and it's real folky, and it's a it's an environmental anti-war song, which a lot of Ozzy Osbourne stuff, is. I still love Ozzy, a ton to this day. And I feel like that song kind of transitioned me from uh, from listening to the music that my brother uh, listened to over to uh, to kind of folk music, honestly, um, which is where where I started, as far as a lyricist goes. Um, and when I started playing music, it was, yeah, just a 12 year old girl with a banging away on an acoustic guitar, writing, you know, kind of annoying love songs and uh, <laughs> social commentary. <laughs> so it hasn't changed much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Way to sell
2: it. Production value has gone up so Yeah, think the yeah.
0: production value is so much better. <laughs> so when is the next album out? Two weeks. Oh, wow. No, I'm kidding. No, darn. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Just that that's what you say.
1: um, Yeah, right. Um, Probably, uh, I mean, we're hoping that it's done by the end of spring, early summer, and then it has to obviously go off to be made so we get physical copies. But I mean, I think people will actually be able to have it by fall. That seems reasonable. That does seem reasonable. Within the year.
0: And will you play some of those songs on the TEDx stage? Or do Actually, you know the, what you're playing?
1: We do. And it's, they're all three brand new songs.
0: Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, as a TEDx person, <laughs> I thank you guys for being part of our next event. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I thank wish you. I yes. could be there. So Hi. I get, I'm so happy that I get to do this podcast with you since I, I will be in. New York, representing us at uh, TED Fest. Nice. Awesome. so um, Yes, cool. very fun. Well, Going to we'll, be in uh, Dumbo. We'll make
2: sure to get you a copy of the record okay
0: yeah. thank you so much i appreciate it <laughs> all right everybody out there uh come out to the tedx event so you can see cave of Swords playing live and keeping out for their next cd album what do we call them nowadays i don't know hmm. music record record yeah. the thing uh it's in two weeks and uh <laughs> everybody thank you so much for listening be sure to go to itunes and subscribe catch you all later